the blast from our past network. Hot ride? Hot ride! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back to back to back because we love Seinfeld and you love Seinfeld. God, I love me some Seinfeld, baby. I'm Adam. I'm Corey, baby. <laughs> I'm stealing your babies. <laughs> you can have Which all I think you, you stole those babies <laughs> yeah. from George. And They're other not people, my babies. So. They're, They're not everybody's babies. babies. <laughs> no. And Seinfeld is the baby we all truly love. There you go. That's right. Uh, today we are talking season seven, episode nineteen, "The Calzone," and it is on our free feed. If you are listening to this episode, thank you guys very much for listening to it. If you want more Cartwright in your life, make sure you go over to Patreon.com/slash/Cartwright, and you can pay for one dollar a month. Only one dollar. I'll buy that for a dollar, Corey. How do you <laughs> that say? That is it? right. Yes, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yes, you can get all of our back catalog and. All of these episodes that you are missing out on uh, because we're only posting every other episode on our free feed. So make sure you check that out. And if you love us and uh, don't have a dollar to spare, I totally understand. A free way to help out the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That is totally free and goes a long way to getting new listeners in front of the show. And if you like us a lot and want to spend even more money, you can go to our $5 tier and then you're going to get even more content because we are because we are currently going through Curb Your Enthusiasm. And we're going to continue to go through Curb until we finish that ep- yep. that show. And uh, you guys can check that out. If and, you're and then we've also been on the side discussing what we will be tackling next because we think, I mean... Judging how things are going to go, we're probably going to be done with uh, Seinfeld by the end of next year, maybe somewhere around there. So, guys and gals, be listening, and uh, I think we're going to have a vote, and maybe you guys can vote on what show we tackle next. So, look for that to come in 2022, though. That's right. So, all right. This episode, The Calzone, The Calzone, uh, first aired April 25th, 1996. Corey, my man, I want a synopsis. I, I, I screwed that up. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it in there, I baby. Like blurred I want a I synopsis. I want a synopsis. <laughs> I would like a synopsis, please. Yes. Yes, you can have one. George introduces Steinbrenner to Calzones, but gets banned from the restaurant when he's caught with his hand in the tip jar. Jerry points out that Elaine's boyfriend is dating her without technically asking her out. Kramer enjoys wearing clothes fresh out of the oven. <laughs> wow, what kind of wacky hijinks. All right, and we start off this episode, like we do a lot of them, with a stand-up. This one on tip jars. Have you ever noticed that every place you go into has that tip jar on the counter? What is the service that the tip is for anyways? I mean, isn't the man basically just turning around? I don't really know what he's like referring to there. Isn't that really all it is? I think we are tipping people now just for the absence of outright hostility. Thanks very much, and here's something extra for not taking my head and smashing my face through the class countertop. Really good service here. I, I like this one better than some of the more recent yeah, uh, ones. Mainly because I I don't relate to the hostility thing. I don't understand that but i do agree like 
when I'm at like a place that is like a, you know, if I'm picking up carry out or other stuff like that, and it's like, you see a tip jar or like the whole business is carry out. And literally, yeah, they are turning around. The, the chef people are putting the food up into the hot plate, the hot window and then they grab it and then t- turn around and give it to you. And I'm supposed to tip this. Yeah. Like one fuck. I abhor tipping. I'm so fu- I do it because our fucking society doesn't treat, uh, you know, those kind of workers properly and just pay them a proper wage, which they should. And I think, you know, we wouldn't see all that massive raise of a, um, you know, of, of our cost of our food or anything like that. It's just, it's all bullshit. And tipping is just a, I fucking hate it, man. I want it done. I, I hate, I'm so angry about it. Oh, it gets me riled up. And so anybody, when you say something like, you know, contradictory towards the tipping thing, I'm for that. And yeah. Jerry was like, kind of, you know, Fuck the man on it, and I was just like, "Yeah, George, yeah, Jerry, fuck, fuck tipping." This, this is something very clearly, very close to your heart. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's just stupid. Like the 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 proper, you know, uh, um, the proper way economy and uh, oh shit, capitalism works normally is if the service sucks. Like this is the, one of the main things is like. Well, you know, how do you know you're going to get good service? You know, because you have to, you know, they have to be um, inspired to give you good service by tipping. Like, no, that's with any fucking job. Like, why am I, you know, inspired to do well at my job? So I keep getting money. So I can keep buying the things I want. And if if this place doesn't have good service, it's not that it's now the business doesn't get any of the problem. Just the server gets the problem. But I need to know that the business should get less money and should get less, you know, of my, um, you know, uh, patronage because of their the people they hire and they continue to keep on. And so it's like you have to manage them and make sure that they're doing a fucking good job, not by, oh, they're going to get just get paid less as bad servers because that's bullshit. You are fucking up. And so the business should fuck over. And so, you know, I will people will stop going in there and capitalism should just fucking get rid of tipping. (laughs) The good thing is you work for the local government in Georgia where you're at. So you can actually, maybe you can make some changes happen behind the scenes. I wonder if there is like, if there's been any successful banning of tipping and, you know, having to pay people proper wages, um, you know, in that kind of industry at all in the U S I, I haven't heard of it, but maybe, yeah, I, I doubt. I doubt because you know yeah. it's capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> and especially we we live in late stage corrupt capital, corporate capitalism. Oh so, yeah, yeah. and know. and the the, say, the the second you say something that's slightly out of the norm, they're like, oh, you're fucking socialist. You 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 fucking that's, liberal douchey yeah. socialist. Yeah, like, that's that's no, lame. that's stupid. I'm no. just trying. And here, all right. I'm a humanist. How about this? I'm a humanist. If yeah. it's if it's if it's better for humanity, that's what I'm there for. And guess what? The capitalism that we live in now is horrible for humanity. It so awful. if you want to call me a socialist, I don't give a flying fuck. I guess I'm a socialist. I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter to me. Just all I know is everything is broken right now. Everything yes. is broken. P- I would say pure socialism has problems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pure capitalism has, has fucking problems. problems. That's why you have to regulate it. Pure capitalism can lead to the worst corruption, um, just as bad as pure uh, socialism. But like... People don't realize that, yeah, you got to regulate some of this stuff um, or else 
the rich are just going to fuck everyone over. Why? Because greed is in human nature. Mm-hmm. You don't want to give your fucking food away to other people. You want to hoard it so you can stay safe and fuck everyone else over. I mean, you know, like you care about yourself. Um, and one thing I want to throw out to everyone out there, socialism isn't a bad word. I know. There are socialist programs that we use in the U.S. that are good things. Here's Here's one of them. The police. Oh, what? The police? They're not socialist. Yes, they are. Because guess what? Their government is taking taxes and they're using that to give you something that is a service provided by the government to watch out for you. That's a socialist program. If it was a capitalist program, you would have to pay for a service to protect you or pay for every time you wanted to get someone out of, you know, uh, the way Corey would just to kick a homeless person out of uh, his, you <laughs> yeah. know, his the park the or whatever he does because yeah. he's a terrible person. But like you would have to pay out of your pocket every single time. Instead, we as a society decided, no, we should all cumulatively put, cumulatively put our funds together and have a force that the government regulates, that the government is doing to do that. Another one, the fire department. Yeah, we use them because we think we should uh, have a group out there who is protecting us against these fires that can just fucking happen and other stuff that is is just can really hurt you and other shit like that. And so absolutely. And guess what the next fucking thing should be in our society? Healthcare. Mm -hmm. Deal with it. We should be doing it. We should be treating healthcare very similarly to these other emergency services like police and fire and regulate them, but use them as a mentality to just treat everybody better. And I have got a big old fucking platform or big, uh, I stood up on my soapbox and I'm sorry about that, but I just want to think people don't realize the same people who are bitching about socialism are so pro police, but that's a socialist program. How do you not understand this? Like there doesn't socialism doesn't equal bad. And I'm sorry, I I keep ranting, but like, obviously like I, I don't want pure socialism. I don't want, you know, like all like this best stuff. I love America. And that's why I want to fucking make it better. And I yeah. think universal healthcare would do that. Okay, uh, there we I, go. I'm I'm not against anything you just said, buddy. So if, I if know that, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I agree with everything you said. So you know, I hope everyone out there has a good time with that rant. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I hope you just realize that you know I'm a couple of whiskeys in, and that's probably why I ranted. And if you could just laugh about it, and you'd be like, oh, Adam, maybe oh, you people Adam. are just going, oh, Adam, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam. That's what we all do, anyways. Oh, Adam. <sighs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> me, me, John, and Keisha. Just, oh, Adam. Oh, Adam. That's that's what happens. All right. Uh, do you want to talk some Seinfeld? I think so. Yeah. I think, I think All right. I think that's why people are here. Yeah. <laughs> All of that from a fucking stand-up. I did not have any clue we were going to walk into that landmine. I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right. At Yankee Stadium, George talks about extending the stalls to the bottom in this meeting that he's got. I like that little call. It's kind of, it feels like it's a callback. It's a callback. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Yep, I know. Yeah. I, I wrote it. that down too. But the funny thing is now that we're also tackling curb too, I was like, was that a curb reference? I or is that, is that, <laughs> no, I think it was uh, I think it was a Seinfeld one. I think they mentioned yep. it earlier. Yep. So uh, he's eating a calzone because it's a lunch meeting and Steinbrenner all excited about it has them hand over the calzone and he takes a bite out of his calzone. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Even when I was a kid, I was like, what? No, <laughs> you can't eat other people's. But I mean, it's Steinbrenner, you know, it's the fucking head of the Yankees. You know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't either, but okay. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, he's 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 wacky. He's wacky, but I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I can't hear the term calzone without thinking about uh, Ben, you know, aka Adam Scott's character from uh, Parks and uh, Rec, yes. and his the calzone just, zone, the calzone zone, the fucking how much <laughs> he loves calzone. The calzone zone. <laughs> oh man, dude, I love Adam Scott, man. I thought he was fantastic oh, yeah. on on Parks and Rec. He so. was in Party Down. If you haven't seen that, I've fa- I've actually I've watched all of Party Down, and uh, I highly recommend that show to people because that show's fucking wild yeah it's crazy <laughs> uh but uh steinbrenner ends up ending the meeting because he he's gotta have an eggplant calzone he's gotta have it right now that's what uh what are your thoughts on calzones versus pizza uh, in in parks and rec who hates them is is it uh somebody hates the calzones in parks and rec i don't how about this i don't love them as much as ben i don't hate them i don't go out of my way to get them but if someone offered me a calzone i would have no problem with it but i think okay. at the end of the day i would still rather have a pizza i guess okay i i am a calzone fan i wouldn't say fanatic like ben yeah uh, <laughs> but I am a fan. I, I actually I don't like the calzones that are too crispy. Okay. Um, you know, it, sometimes I'll get a calzone where the crust is too crispy. No gusta. Uh, but I will say, when I am at a place like Mellow Mushroom, fuck, I love me some Mellow Mushroom. Okay. Their crust is phenomenal on their pizzas, and so that's why when I know a crust is that good, their calzone is usually also really good. Okay. And I love. They're calzones. Um, yeah, a good calzone, I actually, I probably prefer to pizza. Maybe I haven't had a really good calzone is the problem. Possibly. Yeah. Probably. possibly. Shit, no, next time you, uh, next time you and I are in L.A. together, we'll go get calzones. Yes. I'll take you to the calzone zone, my man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, if they haven't done a pop-up restaurant of that, they should. <laughs> they should, I feel yeah. like that would do well. <laughs> yeah, so. I think so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, oh, Jerry George is eating an eggplant calzone, which I find kind of strange. I don't think I've ever seen eggplant in a calzone, but whatever. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, Elaine is at Jerry's, and she's made a bet with this whole fabric wholesaler that you know from you know being in the fashion industry, whatnot. This guy named Todd Todd Gack. Todd Gack, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name, Gack. Yeah, who lost a bet uh, because he believed that Dustin Hoffman was in Star Wars. <laughs> And Come the on, loser Elaine. had to buy dinner. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It's it's a little, it's a bit obvious. Now, do you want to talk about who plays Todd Gack now or when we actually see him? I was going to say when we see him. But okay, let's do it when we see him because oh, yeah, yeah. that'll give me okay. time to pull up his, uh, pull up the IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. So uh, Kramer comes in. He's all excited about his warm clothes fresh from the dryer. He really enjoys that. Uh, and you know what? I would say I, I don't love like warm clothes fresh from the dryer if it was winter sure yeah but i do love folding warm clothes i hate if i do a put clothes in the dryer and then let them sit um i feel they have to be folded pretty soon or else one i think the wrinkles will just come right back um but more so it just it feels nice i enjoy the warmth while i'm folding it do you put a uh, fabric softener into your clothes yeah we, we the fabric sheets yes no I use the, I use no the actually the, the, the liquid fabric softener into the the wash not often not often yeah. myra got me hooked on on that and uh oh uh, that changed my life baby you're a downy man huh? i'm a downy baby now <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Downey Baby is something totally different. I I've probably yes. <laughs> we are terrible people. We are. Uh, <laughs> but get some free health care. 
You can fix that right up. <laughs> uh, actually, you can't. That's, sorry, that is you can't fix. Oh God, I'm an awful, awful oh, human being. You're supposed to save this uh, for the Patreon episode. Yeah, I know, not the, for the free people. There. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Jerry mentions that he's got a date with this uh, this lady named Nikki. Okay, we get. We'll find that out. Or we'll see more about that. Uh, George eats a calzone with Steinbrenner in his office. And seemingly, Steinbrenner now is liking George's ideas a little bit better. Yeah. And it's all because he is good with the calzone. And, you know, so he kind of he respects him a little bit more. I, and I think that this is, I, I think you can probably attest, you've worked in a lot more uh, office jobs than I have. Man, if you can get this much FaceTime with the boss... I mean, this is gold. And everything that I think motivates George this episode is very realistic. Like, Mm -hmm. if if someone else brings the calzone, they're going to get the FaceTime with the boss. Like, George has this insanely golden position right now. Oh, yeah. And it is true. Like, if you can get in good with your bosses, um, but, like, you can get that one-on-one time. Yeah, they'll trust you more. They'll listen to you more. And absolutely, he likes George's ideas on calzone, so he's going to like his ideas on other stuff. Mm -hmm. And if he would have brought up the stalls afterwards... He probably would have gotten that in, you know, put in. This is true. This so, is actually yeah. very true. <laughs> so, uh, Jerry is out on his date with Nikki, who is this gorgeous woman. Oh yeah, Dylan Taze. Yeah, well, oh, she's not. She t- she's not in much, but she is beautiful. She tased my heart, baby. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would never be saying, "Don't tase me, bro." Yeah, exactly. That? <laughs> that was awful, but. Yeah, she is very, very attractive. Yeah. Uh, they run into Elaine and that guy, Todd Gack, that she is out on a date with, who is played by? He is played by John DeQuino. Um, You've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but for me personally, uh, I know him from Pumpkinhead, the original 1988 <laughs> Pumpkinhead. Uh, he was like... He he was kind of like the the main sort of bad guy that kind of in, kicks off the whole events and everything. Um, but it's funny because I went and rewatched Pumpkinhead. I think back last year uh, during the quarantine with Myra, oh. and and then it ca- it kind of came full circle because I was watching. And I was like, oh my god, that's that's Gak. That's Todd, that's Todd Gak. <laughs> so it kind of like came completely full circle. Yeah, I probably remember him best from Sequest twenty thirty two. I think it is. Okay. Um, was, that was the I, sequel to, to DSV, right? Sequest DSV. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, and and I, I saw that we John and I did an episode on that. Yeah. And so that's kind of why I kind of recognized him best. Yeah, and he's so. been in a bunch of stuff. You look him up on yeah. IMDb, you'll you'd be like, oh yeah, that guy. Yep. So, but the movie is sold out that they all kind of wanted to go to. They they weren't going to double date or anything, but they all happened to be wanting to go see the same movie. But Jerry's like, uh, Nikki, go see what you can do, and she goes. And she comes back with two tickets. And uh, what the fuck? Elaine's all surprised. They have to go see some other movie uh, that they're not excited about. And Nikki apparently can just kind of get what she wants. Uh, We also find out that Todd is going up to Canada where you can get Cubans for uh, much cheaper. And so he asks Jerry if he wants to get him some. And he's like, yeah, sure. Sure. Pick me up some. Yeah, because it's going to he's going to give it to George for his wedding gift. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. It's a good wedding gift for George. So yeah, yeah. that's a good wedding gift, I'd say. If oh, you yeah, actually yeah. got of Cubans, Cubans. <laughs> if you actually yes. got them, <laughs> have you ever smoked a Cuban? Yep, sure have. I think I do believe we've talked about it before, but just okay. to re- just to reiterate. Uh, I smoked a Cuban uh, with my dad when I was in uh, uh, Mexico uh, at an uh, all inclusive resort. We got one there. Yeah, yeah. I smoked one with my brother. Um, because the producer that I was working for, I told him my brother just had a baby, and so I went out with John and we we smoked, and they were. 
It was great. It was, yeah, it was, it was pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> not gonna yeah. lie. It's one of those times yeah. from like, I haven't smoked that many cigars in my life, but like, and there was a lot of hype to the, to the Cubans. And it was one of those times where like, it lived up to the hype. I was like, okay, I get the hype for this. Yeah. It was easily the best, uh, cigar that I've ever smoked. Yeah. No, don't, I didn't yeah. need to smoke any more cigars after that. Yeah. I like, I remember I was out on a, um, cruise with, uh, Keisha's family and we stopped in, it stopped in like a couple of places like Jamaica, you know, Keys or some other places, maybe, you know, maybe one or two other places. And one of the spots, I think maybe Cancun as well, but whatever. It, there was one of the places that we stopped that there was a guy rolling, uh, cube, you know, roll, not Cubans. He was rolling cigars, you know, just kind of like, you know, out in front of a storefront. And you think, oh, this is freshly rolled. This is going to be good because, you know, it's rolled by this. That's not how cigars work. No. You know, fresh doesn't equal good. And this guy just doing it in front of the store didn't mean shit. And so, like, me and some of uh, my brother-in-laws all got one, and they didn't taste good at all. Like, yeah. they were just fucking awful. And I was just like, God damn it. I should have just gone and found, like, a place that, you know, see if I can get some Cohiba, get some, like, you know, legit yeah. Cuban stuff. Uh, because the ones that, that we had, were they were trash. Yeah. So, that's a shame. And I'm not a I'm not big a cigar guy. I'll smoke them like once every two years, and that's it. Yeah, because as a you know ex cigarette smoker and a, a weed smoker, it's hard for me not to like want to pull it into my lungs. And you're not supposed to with cigars, you know, because yeah. that's bad yeah. for you. So it always kind of for me smoking a cigar, especially when I was at the height of like being a, a pack a day cigarette smoker. Honestly, mm. it just felt like a dick tease to me. I'm like, I want to fucking <laughs> suck this into my my you know my fucking lungs, man. But then your yeah. lungs would fucking for, burn. For, <laughs> I can see that for you. Yeah. But yeah, for someone like me, who I hate it in my lungs, yeah. like I've always had trouble doing that. Even like when I'm having like the couple times, more than a couple, but the times I've smoked weed, I don't like inhaling it. Okay. And probably even when I smoke cigarettes, I never really inhaled it all that much. I just kind of hold it in my mouth, similar to a cigar, because that's yeah. what I liked better. Yeah. Because um, I just, I, it, it didn't feel good. It hurt my lungs. Well, we'll have to we'll have to get you some edibles, buddy. <laughs> I've done edibles and I hated them. Ah. I hated them. I felt too weird. I didn't. I didn't give me the feel that I like. Maybe uh. maybe I had a, a strain that wasn't right for me. Yeah. But I just was not comfortable. Okay. <laughs> it was definitely more on the paranoia side. Ah, yeah. No, that's that's no fun. That's no fun. Yeah. So. <laughs> Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. 
everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. (laughs) All right, George tells Jerry about the whole calzone situation at Monk's. Uh, George mentions that, um, you know, he didn't get credit for a tip. Yes. That uh, this one time. This this I completely, I follow this model. I wait till the fucking person's eyeballs are looking at me. And and I do this on the regular basis at the weed store that I go to. Like, so if I, you know, I got 40 bucks on me. If usually something comes to like 38 bucks and some change. Cool. You know, I either tell them, just put it, put the change in the tip jar. That's Mm -hmm. that's an easy way to get uh, your your thumbs up. You know what I mean? But if they don't, if they hand it to me, you know, and I put it in there, I make sure they see me do it because I completely agree with george it's a waste of a dollar bill if no one sees you do it and you know what i don't give blind people cash either i give them change <laughs> because they can hear it it's a and, great little line that and, they had and that's a great line because did you notice that the audience it took some of the audience like a second to f- sort of figure mm. it out so it was like it kind of that the, the the laughter kind of rolled with that one because as people sort of figured it out but i was like yeah dude i completely yeah. agree with george 100 percent. exactly but you know that guy doesn't need a tip. He's just turning around and giving you your weed. Why does he need a tip there, Corey? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And that's why tips suck. All right. I'm going to go on and on about no, 10 well, more minutes no, hold about on. why I'm, tips suck. I'm actually going to go on the other side of that and say those guys and gals are all getting you know paid normally. What I'm tipping for is the person recommending good weed to me. That's what I'm actually tipping for because when I go to the weed store, I'm looking at all the different stuff. I'm like, which mm. one's good? Which one do you recommend? It's it's because it's not like I know you're not a weed smoker, but it's not like going in and just buying like a beer that you like. There's different strands, and then of course sometimes you'll get the same strand that you've liked before, but you know it might be a little drier or something. And like I trust these guys and gals' opinions, so if they show point something out to me and I like it, so I'm like, you know what, I'll tip them because it's it's very much an interactive process, and I okay. do believe. That you should be like your everything you said earlier. I do believe with everything that is hundred percent true. What I do think is you can still do is pay someone an actual wage and still have a tip jar if you want to tip. You know, yeah. now it becomes a, just a straight sure. up. I'm just doing it because I appreciate you. There's no because obligation. I ha- there's no obligation, and I've walked out of there plenty of times not tipping. No, and they don't give a shit, you know. But they're yeah. super appreciative when I do tip, and I think that's when tipping should work when it's a. At its purest form, it is a tip. This is just a tip. I'm just saying, hey, thank you for being so cool and helping me out. I can agree with that. When it when it is fully yeah. uh, an appreciative manner and not an obligation, it, where it, all because they pay them yeah under minimum wage because right. it's like you know 
because it's become such an obligation. So. Yeah. So this the the weed play they're getting played like a normal wage, you know. So yeah, they're not like waiters that have to supplement their entire income on tips. You yeah. Know? Yep. So I like how Jerry kind of dis- describes Nikki. You know, just mentions that you know she can get whatever she wants. You know, she's just got that kind of beauty. She's like a beautiful Godzilla. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't really make any sense, but I, you know, she just she just kind of bowls everyone over, I guess, like a with her beauty. Concept. No, I love it. I hey man, yeah. it was fun getting a reference other than a, you know Superman. They could have easily thrown made it a Superman reference, but I was like, you know, Definitely. I'll take a Godzilla reference. Yeah, yeah. At the apartment, Jerry comes in, and Kramer has a bunch of change sprawled out on his table. He's looking for quarters for the dryer because he's really digging those extra warm shirts. Elaine pops in. Jerry calls out uh, that she was basically tricked into a date, which she should have figured that out by now because obviously Dustin Hoffman's not going to be in Star Wars. But in my opinion, is a pretty decent tactic. No, yeah, no. Or on on Todd Gack's part. Yeah, I've got I've got no beef with Todd Gack here. He's he's not playing yet. his role. I do, he's- I do. Later, I do, well, yeah, but not yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, well, with what he's doing here, got no problem with it, you know. And it's, it's again, it's just Elaine's being so just oblivious to. Now she's not because here, I mean, she's right. She, he, she's like, you're doing this to go out on a date with me. He's saying no, but yet he really is. Now I think that yeah. the that the that that what Todd is doing is right at first, but then when she calls him out, he should be like, oh yeah, yeah. That then you That's say exactly, yeah. You know, and we'll, we will definitely it, talk about that. But that's that's my problem right. with Todd Gek. But at at this point, hey, it's it's he a, it's a I great say you really tricked her, but like he he, it's a dating loophole. It's it's a great he, first he, date. It's a great, great way to do first, a first it's a story. Date. But moving forward, you, you're gonna have to you obviously say, oh no, I yeah. like you. Let's move forward. You know exactly. So, um, and but he's even got her to go on a second not date apparently. So and be, because got that going on. He, because he like drove Elaine home or, or, or took a cab yeah. and then uh, Jerry's like, well, I never drive you home, and, and she's like, uh, that's because you're a jackass. I love that yeah. one. <laughs> yes. All right, George gets another calzone, and again, the guy doesn't see him tip. He hasn't realized you got to wait, get that eye contact, yeah. then drop it in. Uh, and so he mm. tries to. <laughs> You never reach back in for it. <laughs> no, he tries to reach back in when the guy's not looking, but obviously the guy sees him. And so now he's pissed and he bans George from the shop or the calzone shop. And <laughs> call yeah, call it like again. it is the calzone zone, <laughs> the calzone zone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, you know, George, who has to go back, you know, he's got his current calzones, but he's trying to convince Steinbrenner, oh, let's try to eat something different tomorrow, you know? Uh, you know, how about uh, Chinese? How about something different? So I was like, nope, I got to eat the same thing. I love the same thing over and over again. Uh, I once ate the same thing from like 1988 to 1995 or something like that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So Elaine is out with Todd and she asks him, hey, was this all a ploy to get you to go on a date with me? And he's a little offended and she's obviously confused about all that. And, you know, because he ends up like asking her for another kind of date and all this stuff. And he here. Exactly. This is where I have my problem with him because it's like, dude, all you have to do is laugh it off and just be like, hey, yeah, I thought you were cute. I didn't know how to ask you out. And I thought this would, you know, maybe be a way to do it. And then, boom, you're fine. Yeah, you're golden. But like, no, he had to he had to keep pushing it. And so now now, granted, Elaine keeps going out with him, but it's it's a strange thing. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's it's. It, it, he he fucked it up here. 
Well, yeah. I don't know if you fucked it up because. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we both love, we both love Elaine, but I mean, you know, he's, he's going to land yeah. Nikki later, so I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I'd much rather get tased than get Elaine. How about that? Yeah. So, all right. Then we cut to Jerry um, being uh, pulled over by a cop, and he is acting super casual, just drumming on his steering wheel like nothing's the, the matter. The, the cop was like, do you know how like the speed limit's like 55? And he's like, oh, I was doing a lot faster than that. Yeah, you must have cut me on a, on a slow spot, a <laughs> slow turn or yeah. something. I <laughs> love like, this scene, dude. I love Jerry's oh, energy here, man. <laughs> it's so it's so strange because Jerry, not to say he's definitely not like the typical neurotic, but he is like overtly casual right here. And I agree. This is a fantastic little scene and uh he uh, asks nikki hey can you bring out this license and registration and nikki it's kind of funny she kind of you can tell she kind of knows she has this power yeah because she just kind of gives a smirk like okay <laughs> and then she kind of comes out and she is so beautiful that she can get out of it and jerry just immediately is like all right that was good and just, <laughs> just immediately pops back in and i'm just like oh man yeah yeah and the thing is some of these women do have that power in real life yeah it's not it's true. It's true. Pretty people, yep. man. On on both yep. sides of the coin, like guys and girls. Oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty people can just get, get away with a lot. Yep. So. All right. Uh, Jerry gets home uh, to Kramer having some of his shirts or having his shirt in his oven. Uh, why can't he have it in his own oven? Well, he's making a pie. Okay. Uh, what kind of pie? Huckleberry. <laughs> it's a huckleberry pie, which uh, there is an actual berry called a huckleberry. Yeah. I, I checked it up. Yeah. Uh, which you is... had to look that up. You didn't know there was a huckleberry. No. Who the fuck's heard of a huckleberry? I've heard of a huckleberry. I've heard of huckleberry hound. I've heard of huckleberry <laughs> fin, but I've never heard of huckleberry huckleberries. Huckleberry berries. <laughs> they're kind of like blueberries mixed with cranberries is kind of what I saw is what their like look and um, their flavor. Yeah, I think like. they're a bit tart a little tart yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. do you do you like uh, are you a fan of marion berry um <laughs> yes uh, it took me a second but then i was like yeah yeah but back to the future motherfucker is <laughs> uh yeah his he that he told his cousin to uh you know hey listen to this oh yeah sure no but i mean i just i wasn't actually making a back to the future reference i was just saying marion berries because there are marion berries are you shouldn't we marry no this is isn't it wasn't uh, was it wasn't it Marion wasn't well, Marion Barry the guy from well Marion Barry was also the 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 DC mayor back in like the nineties mayor oh, who, of DC. who did a whole bunch of coke yeah did a whole bunch and of then yeah. he got but, he got yes. elected again yeah I know oh yeah oh welcome to DC oh, that's baby what I'm thinking of. no there was it was Chuck Barry. Uh, and then who was it? Marvin. Marvin, Marvin Barry was the one from Back to the Future. You're right. Marion Barry was the DC mayor. That's right. And they're also really berries. And they're Pacific. Legit? They're Pacific Northwest. So like up here, yeah. it's a big thing to get like Marion Barry pie and Marion Barry everything. And for me, I didn't realize that. I always thought that was the mayor of DC growing up in Maryland. And then I come up here and oh, I was yeah. like, oh, Marion Barry's are, are real. Okay. It's, yeah. it's one Not, word, Marion Barry, whereas he was he like, Marion and then Barry. Yes, Marion yeah. Barry. And he smoked crack. Crack. And, and he, he got, got reelected. Out and reelected. <laughs> like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Fucking DC, baby. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, and I had no idea that Marion Barry was a thing. Uh, I knew about Marvin Barry. I know about Chuck Barry. <laughs> and I guess I didn't know. Now I know about Huckleberry. Now you know about Huckleberry. <laughs> we're just going to, you know, we're just going to start a berry podcast at this there point. There we go. All berries all the time. All right. <laughs> we're uh, going to start by doing an after show of the show, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's a great show, ah, by the way. Yeah. That's a fun, fantastic show. I know. All right. Uh, Kramer grabs a cigar, lights it up, and immediately can tell it's not a Cuban. 
He looks at it. Oh, Producto de Peru. It's a, it's a Peruvian cigar. And so Jerry got fleeced. Uh, you know, he did not get actual cigars. He's paid $300 for these uh, Peruvian cigars that uh, uh, Todd Gack brought back from Canada. So what the fuck? Yeah. And uh, Kramer, you know, gets his shirt out of the oven and it's perfect. He's very excited about that. George comes in and talks about him being fucked about the calzone situation. Kramer mentions that the uh, calzone is actually the calzone place. Now that uh, George can't go in there is actually on the same route that Newman has. All right. So George goes over to talk with Newman, but Newman doesn't care for Costanza. Uh, <laughs> lovely, lovely to see Newman. Oh, this makes course. me so happy. Of course. This of is, course. We got a strong, this is a strong Newman season and we're going to get some good shit next episode. Yes, we are. And, um, you know, he uses his power to, uh, you know, get in good. And he requires a calzone for himself, along with a slice of pizza and a soda and a cannoli three times a week. <laughs> You're pushing it. You're pushing it, he's Newman. Pushing it. But, you know, he's heard that uh, Steinbrenner will fire people on a whim. And George has a good job. He wants to keep it. So he agrees to the high demands of the Newman. And and then the scene ends with like a gag where where Newman's like laughing and then he like kind of like was like oh and then he pulls out a fork and I was like my note is you didn't need this like this, I felt no. I felt like this was lowbrow. It didn't. It was unnecessary. I don't know why he sat on a fork. Yeah, well, like yeah. Is it, are you just saying that he's like a fat pig? Like like you know what I mean? Like I what are you know. trying to inform there? Yeah, agreed. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. The BFOP Network has partnered with 80stees.com to uh, give you guys a fantastic deal. If you go to 80stees.com and use our code BFOP, that's B-F-O-P, you will get 30% off your entire order. I've got a shirt that's come in. It is fantastic. They have got tons of different merch options for any kind of 80s thing that you love. I can guarantee you're going to find it on 80stees.com. Their shirts are awesome quality. The one I've got on right now is fantastic and soft. Fits perfect. So make sure you go to 80stees.com and use the code BFOP. That's B-F-O-P for 30% off your order. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? I'm um, sorry, Corey. That's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. Well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Elaine goes with Todd to dinner. She is still allowing herself to go on these quote unquote non-dates with this guy. Uh, and 
his parents show up. And that's kind of interesting. Okay. Also, it's only their third date. Uh, I would never bring my parents onto the third fucking date. Yeah, no, this is why now clearly Todd Gack is, is a weirdo. Like, we were yeah. like, okay, the first thing he did, he's cool. Like, okay, that's cool, cool move. But like, okay, yes. now he's a weirdo. All right, yep. I get it. Uh, we cut to the end of the non-date, and his mom says, oh, she's wonderful. All things that you would expect from a legit date and a legit relationship progressing. And so Elaine asks him, you know, what is this all about? And again, he doesn't want to classify it as a date. He is double downing or whatever. He's being a complete weirdo about why he can't just admit to it. Yeah. And so, of course, she's frustrated. And uh, he then tries to kiss her. And she's like, whoa, what the fuck is that? This isn't a date. You're just friends or you're just whatever the hell is going on he's being utterly ridiculous at this point and we don't even get like he doesn't even have a response for the kiss like so we don't even know what he's gonna yeah. try to say there you know i just yeah i'm not not feeling the gack man no 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 definitely not so george stops by newman's place to give him uh the calzone money but newman isn't working today because it's raining <laughs> <laughs> and they go over the postman's like you know it, it, creed, yeah, which is it's like George is like neither rain nor it's the first one <laughs> exactly I've always knows. liked that I've always liked it's the first one and I like Newman's uh, response I'm not a fan of creeds <laughs> <laughs> so George is fucked yeah and I think Newman just loves fucking people over I and do so too. of course yeah. and because so. george is like but i have your money and newman's like yes you do and he grabs it and kind of shuts the door quickly you know and then we get a yeah. nice solid george doing like the the newman <laughs> yeah exactly and he does a good newman he does so. at jerry's apartment he convinces nikki to talk to todd to try and get his money back for the cigars you know he's trying to use this person uh who is good at manipulating people to talk to this other person who is good at manipulating people uh, to get his money back on these fake cigars. Huh. I wonder if that's going to turn out well. Hmm. Uh, George has Kramer go to the Calzone place instead of Newman, obviously. And he's going to go and he's going to pay in change because he has to offload all this change. And then he gets there um, and he uh, notices this big oven. Ooh. He's a big fan of ovens right now, well, so we know where this is going. Of course, and we saw a funny little scene of him walking down the street with the cargo pants on, and yeah, the change yeah. was going everywhere. But like, the only reason like did we even get to this whole change thing was because he was looking for quarters in his, yeah. you know, whatever. And it just it felt like sometimes it just felt a little zigzaggy to sort of get to where they want to get to, you know, to like load it up that way. Sure. I mean, it, you can. I followed it. Yeah, you know, no, it I, makes sense, but it was just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, so. and then the writers, the writers said that um, the behind the scenes on this one was like minute and a half. It really wasn't much information. Mm -hmm. um, but the writers were talking about how like Michael Richards would at this point. Obviously, you know, he had a lot of input into the character. So, like, mm -hmm. they were, you know, talking to him. He's, and he would be like, okay, do you think Kramer would do this or whatever? And he's like, well, would Kramer be wearing, like, cargo pants? Like, he's never worn cargo pants before. And they're like, don't worry when, when you know, we'd load you full of the coins. It'll be funny. And, you know, they said that basically Michael Richards was was apprehensive about it until he basically put on the pants, put loaded the – and he was like, okay, this is funny. Like, he's like, okay, I can do this. I can work with this. This is good. Yeah. And I think ultimately the coin stuff with Michael Richards as, like, a physical – bit really worked for me yeah yeah I, I agree it was it was totally solid and fit with the character of kramer yeah so uh, at monks todd is talking to nikki and he uh, apparently made a bet with her about what uh, richard 
Nixon's middle name was, <laughs> and he lost because he thought it was Mo, and it's obviously Millhouse. Millhouse, <laughs> obviously. And, and so now he owes her a dinner. <laughs> oh, we saw this before. Yep. So and then Lane, and, you know, Lane comes in and he's like, you know, okay. Exactly. He gives Elaine like this what? <laughs> look, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. you, you, you. You're an asshole, but you know what you're doing. Yep. That's kind of what that's what that look meant was he knows what he's doing. I'm a piece of shit, but I'm gonna be fucking Nikki later. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sorry, I just imagined that for a while. Uh, okay. <laughs> good times. I saw I saw your eyes glaze over a little bit right there. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever sometimes remember that um that old Chevy uh uh commercial like a rock? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> oh, no, oh god i am going to get torn apart yep uh for that joke yep keisha i'm sorry <laughs> at uh the calzone place the guy burns up kramer's clothes which totally valid yeah. he doesn't know how to cook clothes fuck that yeah and <laughs> exactly and kramer's kind of also and he's trying to pay in pennies the guy doesn't want to accept pennies Another thing I fucking hate, if it is uh, actual money, you should be able, you should be forced to have to accept it. I agree. I agree. And and that's, that's funny. I mean, I see both sides of it because when I did work at retail I, at the porn store, I would fucking tear somebody a new <laughs> yeah, limb. You had to emphasize yeah, the porn yeah, store. Course, yeah. I would tear someone a new fucking asshole if they tried to pay all in coins, you know. But at the same time, if I went to a, a place of establishment and tried to pay in all coins, I would be what you're saying. I would be like, this is a currency. I'm allowed to, this is a currency that we're allowed to use, you know. So, but I'm a hypocrite. I can be a hypocrite in some in some moments. So. <laughs> so, yeah, they end up yelling at each other very cartoonishly. Yeah, um, it, it seemed not racist isn't the right <laughs> word. Like, but... It's like you're like it's almost racist on Kramer's part. I'm not quite sure, but I do ultimately yeah. like the foot kick that he does on the the table. You know, I hated the no, foot kick. I think the foot any damn sense. I think the foot is great because it's just it it's felt... made up. Like his like his Italian. Yeah. It's made up, but he's trying to do this. He's trying to do the. Uh, you know, yeah. but he does the foot kick. I don't know. I thought I always thought the foot kick was funny. I uh, it didn't. It, it felt unkramer to me. <laughs> really? Okay. But, yeah. Uh, but whatever. Kramer throws his clothes away in George's trash can at work, which of course smells like the Paisano's uh, pizza oven. Which now uh, that smell is infiltrating the building, and Steinbrenner smells it, and he starts going crazy. Ah, There's a calzone. I'm a calzone in the building. <laughs> At the apartment, uh, Jerry and Elaine smoke the cigars and find out. I lo- Elaine with a cigar. Yeah. She is, she's so cool. Yeah. No, I, well, I, she has a cigar. I love Elaine with a cigar, dude. I really, really do. Even though it's, this one is like smoking a chicken bone, but uh, she still looks like, cool yeah, doing exactly. it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a peach. <laughs> like, I just kind of go back to But like her with cigar, it just works. Yeah. Man. She looks cooler than any, any of the other characters. Fuck yeah, she does. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. Uh, Jerry, we find out, was uh, dumped by Nikki, but he agreed to walk her dog uh, because Nikki can talk anybody into anything. And so, haha, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. You know? I, and this is one of those episodes where um, it feels like Jerry comes up on the bottom. He got a, he, he he lost with the, the cigars and he lost uh, yeah. Nikki. So he, he doesn't come up on top, which is not something that happens regularly on the show. But here, yeah. I think it worked here. I think it worked for the, oh, yeah, for the story, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um. But yeah, uh, and the the payment for the cigar is happening, that kind of stuff. Uh, Kramer dumps a fuck ton of pennies. Oh, sorry. He is going to pay Todd for the cigars, but he's having Kramer pay him. 
uh, who apparently has $300 worth of pennies, which he throws at a sack at to uh, to Todd, who like falls backwards, haha, comically. Yeah, and it, it was good physical humor, but I, I am yeah, a little bit funny. miffed that you didn't say, and he throws the sack at Todd Gack, because that would have been, <laughs> that would rhyme. There you go. There you go. And then we get a tag of Steinbrenner rummaging through George's office, looking for a calzone, and obviously he's mad about things, and, um, you know, he uh, ends up, li- he talks about liking the heating up clothes idea. Yeah, there you go. And he's like, oh, we'll maybe get all the players and put their clothes in the, yeah. This was not funny. No, no, that's this was, the stinger like landed in the, the not funny category, yep. <laughs> which, which yeah. I think at this point, I didn't, I almost wish if we ever did redo this season, I would try to tally the stingers, how many worked and didn't work, but we didn't. But my gut's mm. telling me that the stingers are probably, I think, more bad than good at this mm. point, you know, or at least 50-50 pushing uh, 50-50. I'll, gi- I'll give a 50-50 okay. is my guess right now. Okay. All right. But this yeah. was, this definitely fell under the, eh, I didn't really care stinger, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did not care for this one. Uh, I kicked off the last uh, wrap-up discussion. You do this one. Sure. So I thought it was kind of funny to see Jerry get some comeuppance for his confidence and, you know, just, you know, how he kind of used Nikki to get out of situations earlier. Um, he, all right. He ended on the bottom. Kind of different, but I think it worked okay. Uh, Todd Gack was confusing as fuck to me. You know, just an asshole. His strategy was solid, and I thought that was very cute. And I think it's something that a lot of people would forgive, and you continue. It's a cute story, and, you know, just admit it and move on. Um, But instead, it just gets confusing even to me as an audience member, and so I did not like that. Newman, I love me some Newman. Thank you, Newman, for being in this episode. Uh, Though it was short, I enjoyed seeing him, and I liked that his presence was basically just fucked over George, and that was it. The coins thing was pretty funny in conjunction with, you know, it's Kramer's latest weird thing. He likes whatever weird thing it is. He likes heating up his clothes. And so that led to he's out of quarters. He, you know, and has to do all this other stuff. Um, And that ended up fucking over George because he was trying to pay and stuff. And so that interweaved pretty well. Uh, Steinbrenner. I'm so fucking done with George Steinbrenner in this show. I find him horrendously unfunny. He is so annoying and over the top. I hated how much George Steinbrenner was in this episode, and it really hurt the rating for me. Um, I think he was fine for like once a season. Show him like one little bit for one scene in one episode. But here we got so much Steinbrenner, and he's just too farcical. He is a jump the shark character, in my opinion. I fucking hate Steinbrenner. Do you do you think you would have liked Steinbrenner if Larry David actually played him, maybe with like a wig or something, but actually played him versus having somebody else play him and then Larry David doing the voice? Like it seems like a I, lot of production just to create one character. Do you know? I, I mean, I think they're trying to push. Obviously, people know what Steinbrenner looks like, even though I don't know what the fuck he really yeah. looks like. Um, but because New York, yes, they would know. I would probably like it better if they just had a person playing Steinbrenner. Um, I, I, it's it's Larry David's voice and it's just the cartoonishness about it takes it to a farcical level that doesn't fit with Seinfeld for me. And so I, I'm just I'm done with him again. There's cartoonish things. Newman has a lot of cartoonish things about him, but eh, there's another great things. Now nah, they don't over. I, I can never get too much Newman. I get too much Steinbrenner. Um, they utilize him just too much. And like I said, 
bring him on very minimally. You know, like, you know, even when we had Mr. Pitt, we didn't have him on all that much yeah. for that season. To, to the that point where, on. like, I felt like we wanted more Mr. Pitt, but maybe yeah. maybe we got the the correct but amount totally of Mr. Different. Pitt, you know what I mean? We did. Yeah, the, the, the character of Steinbrenner bothers me. It's the it's the cartoonish quality. Even Mr. Pitt is ridiculous, but he's not cartoonish. Because it's also There's, because it's a it's a it's an actor playing Mr. Pitt and everything. Whereas like yeah. Steinbrenner isn't a character. He's like a, a set no. piece. You know what I mean? It's they're doing yeah. it's something different. He's not a character. He, yeah, and he doesn't work for the show for me. And so I just I hate him. I fucking hate him. Though I don't call this a bad episode. I actually thought the episode was pretty solid. There was just enough of those other things that confused me, and I just I don't care for the Steinbrenner. You know, again, just use him very sparingly, but in this episode, way too much. So it ended up middle of the road for me. All that being said, even though I bitched about him, I gave this still, I, I would say, a decent enough rating because I enjoyed it enough. 2.5 out of 5 Han Solo Hoffmans. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, that's a good one. That's very good. Okay. Um, I I see where you're coming from with the Steinbrenner, but I, it doesn't affect me as badly as you. Um, mm. I still find it to be kind of funny, but I think I just like Larry David doing his thing. Okay. You know, I don't know. I just like it, but I I get where you're coming from. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't battle you for it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna <laughs> die on that hill type of thing. Yeah. But but you know, it doesn't affect me as much as it affects you. Um, I thought this episode was actually a lot of fun. Uh, okay. you know, and then coupled on there with the fact that I didn't hate Steinbrenner, so I actually had a pretty good time with it. Uh, I thought Todd Gack was was fun to see. I was like, hey, it's Todd Gack is back, and yes, you know, we don't like where he goes with it, but you know, I still enjoyed the character. I thought the the character was was funny and. Uh, you know, seeing Jerry, even though we've seen him lose out before in the past, it's still something different enough to make it sort of like interesting and kind of like a little noteworthy to see him just kind of fail this hard, you know, especially since he already had the girl, too. It's like, damn, like you you had her and you lost her to Yak. Yeah. That's, that sucks. Um, but he doesn't harp on it because next episode he doesn't really mention her at all. So <laughs> no. clearly uh, uh, Jerry's not that affected by it. But I think it's a fun episode. I gave it right pretty much smack in the same place it was last time with 2.5 Huckleberry huh? Pies out of 5. So, so, so we, we, land, landed in the same place. we land on the same place, but I didn't hate Steinbrenner as much as you. But we still land in the same area, though. So, yeah, yeah. it's interesting how that works out. I, I just think both of these episodes I thought were a lot of fun, but I really had to sit back and critically look at my score Compared to this season as a whole, because there are some fantastic episodes this season, and I'm like, some of these, these this episode and the one before, they're good, but I'm like, I think they're yeah. just like a middle solid episode, you know. Even looking Fair. at my notes, I didn't have like a lot of notes to like like sort of take on them. It's just kind of like, okay, this is the plot, this is where we're going with it. So you know, Fair. but hey, Fair. it's still pretty good Seinfeld though. Pretty good, Seinfeld. This was a rant-heavy uh, Cartwright episode, uh, thanks to me. <laughs> yeah, sure was. So I'm apologizing to everybody out there, but, you know, eh, just, you know, think about it. Yeah, think about think it. About it. It's, it happens. It's okay. So, And you know what? Think about checking out our Patreon if you have not yet, because you will get every single episode of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, for just $1. And that includes our very first where we talk about the pilot, 
all the way up through this season and all the episodes that you know you're missing on this season and everything archival stuff and whatnot so we have a good time over there check us out and if you are on our patreon and want to bump up to the five dollar a month tier we are also tackling curb your enthusiasm uh right now Adam and I have completed season two, but at the time of this recording, we're not, they won't all be online, but we've already burned through season two. We're going, getting, going pretty quickly through Curb, and it's, it's a blast. We are having such a fun time with Curb, and for me, as you all know, Corey, uh, never watched it before, and I feel like I'm getting a complete picture to the Seinfeld puzzle at this point, and it's a lot of fun. Seeing like, like, you know, Seen, like not storylines, but ideas that they kind of per- you could tell percolated yeah. over in Seinfeld, and they brought bring it over to Curb. So you can just it's just fun, man. I fucking love going down Curb with you, dude. Yep, it is very enjoyable, and I'm uh, I'm happy to be on that journey with you, but my man. Yeah. So we'll catch you next week with the two parter, the bottle deposit, and that will be Patreon exclusive. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 